all got that voice in our head that tells us we can't do stuff. But some people are just better at not listening to it. And by sitting down with those people, asking them questions, and then you know, recording it and blasting it out on the internet, perhaps, maybe, I can help other people like me get out of our own way. Hey guys, welcome back to Closure Optional. This week's guest is one of my favorite people in the world, Lucas Stone. He is a musician currently playing guitar for the band Hammers out of the Gold Coast. Uh, he used to play for a bunch of other metal bands around Australia. You definitely know who he is if you uh, have seen him around the scene. Um, this is the third podcast that Lucas and I have done together, and this podcast is deeply philosophical and pretty intense, which uh, are my favorite kind of conversations. If you would like a bit more backstory on who Lucas is as a person and a lot of, okay, he talks a lot about his philosophy on life and how he's dealing with shit right now uh, and kind of lessons he's learned, but he doesn't go into any detail about his previous life. Um, so if you'd like to know a bit more about where he's coming from, listen to the very first ever podcast that I did with him. And I believe it's episode 13. Uh, I'll post it on this post as well with it. And it'll be in the link on this podcast. So if you would like to listen to that one first, uh, the first ever Lucas Stone interview, that will give you a background on who he is as a person and his life story that kind of built him up to who he is now. And then this podcast is a wealth of information about better ways of dealing with your own bullshit, um, not avoiding your own bullshit and probably trying to actually find solutions and answers to who, to, I guess, some of the shit that's going wrong in your life. And, uh, I don't know, lots of, uh, spiraling, confusing <laughs> tangents that both of us go on about, uh, what it means to be a human being. This is one of my favorite conversations I think I've had yet on the podcast. So I hope you enjoy it. If you like this podcast or any of the other ones, uh, as usual, you can support the podcast by just liking my pages on the internet, uh, all that social media bullshit, or uh, just subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, or uh, you know, share your favorite episode with a friend or whatever so that other people can hear it. Thank you so much for listening, as always, uh, and I will... Thanks, Lorna. Thank you so much for coming. No worries. I'm just going to have a drink of water. Oh, yeah. Good timing. Mm. <sighs> What's happening? You've just been fucking all over the country. Yeah. We did a little well, bit fucking of a all over the country sounds weird. Yeah, it you does. I'm not, I'm not that active. I'm 43. It's a lot of, <laughs> lot of fucking. Um, yeah, we did. Well, just capital city stuff in a few states. We did um, Adelaide and Fremantle and Brisbane and Sydney and Melbourne. Who's the best? Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Brisbane all day. How was Brisbane? I don't know if that's. Effect? Yeah, they're good, man. Yeah, they're, man. They're always, they're always good. They're, I mean, they've been mates of mine for a long time. I've, I've toured with them through three different bands over the years and countless one off shows and tours. Um, and they've always, they always put on a good show and do a good job. It's never been um, 100% like my listening taste for music, but yeah. I, I've always respected the dudes and, and what they do and stuff and they're just lovely guys. They've always been real happy to have us along and stuff and, yeah, it's always good fun. Yeah, always good fun. They do such a good job of what they do. Like it's, yeah, their shows are amazing. 
Who are, there was another band you guys were touring with as well. Who yeah, was it? These four walls opened up oh, every night. That's right. Um, there, a couple of Kiwi boys that moved over here. Um, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago or okay. something like that. Yeah, and um, yeah, they're good. They're like um, they're probably similar to Butters in a way. Okay, it's kind of um, not as not as rude and crude as as the Hammers lads, but <laughs> a bit more bit more for the people sort of thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, they're just really professional. Sort of set up, very slick. Oh, that's so good. I yeah. mean, that's what you need when you're actual touring, musicians, you, just... you know, like hacks, not hacks like us. Like yeah, <laughs> running around swearing at everyone. Did like... they just bring you for comedic relief? Oh, I don't know. I... We're just no, you guys are just fucking like, sick like, man, like, like carrying a fucking mobile zoo around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's good fun though. It's good to pet the animals. Yeah, that's right. Four pigs all around <laughs> the mud. Was it good playing shows like that, like consistently over and over with Hammers moving around? Oh, yeah. It's always – I mean, we're a funny band. Like we we obviously need to keep to keep growing as a band. I've, I've been lucky enough over the years to play some really big shows, you know, um, with my other bands and stuff. And it's always a different experience playing to more people. It's, it's – the hardest part about playing bigger crowds is that it's got to be – proportionate to your success that's where the challenge comes with being a band that gets exposed to crowds through other bands but being able to carry your performance or relate to a crowd that doesn't know your shit like there might be you know 20 percent of the people in there that have that have heard of you or 30 percent of people that heard of you and there might be only 15 and 20 percent of the people that actually actively love the band yeah um or you know that's a I'll just pull that statistics right out of my ass. But <laughs> as we do, that's what we do. On this yeah, podcast. Just had a rough guess sort of thing. So if you're playing if you go from playing like to two hundred people on a Saturday night and then suddenly you're playing to two thousand people, you know, in places that haven't even heard of the, the the band name sort of thing, you've got to somehow do your job so you know. Yeah, what's you the difference there? Because it like do you feel like you have to put on a different kind oh, of it show? It sucks, man. I, I I I like the I like, you know, people in sweating on the people in front of you like it's kind of yeah intimate shows. but it's 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 always it depends on your band it's, it's actually harder with hammers than it was with helm i think and and ten, like both tension and helm had a very strong presence like on the um on the stage level whereas like, we didn't have to do too much whereas hammers is a very personal band like it's like we're right there talking to you so yeah. it, and it's it's like the four personalities that we are as dudes is the actual performance yeah. As opposed to hiding behind this light and power-driven sort of facade, where you you know you're, you're delivering a piece of art that people are receiving as a slab. Hammers is like where I feel naked up there doing that sort of thing because yeah. I've never. Well, and I've... you're creating it independently every single time. Yeah, like, yeah, because it's a pretty organic, not like flowing movement. Well, for me as a writer, this whole band—I think I've said it before—but this whole band's been um, a totally different part of me. Yeah, like I've had yeah. access. It's just more like me as a dude yeah. as opposed to me, the artist. Like I've, everything I've ever done has always been, you know, the stuff I don't show the world, the stuff that sits down below. So this is – this is Hammers is just as you are. So, yeah, performing performing to a bunch of people that, you know, are kind of new to you. you and feel you're like, showing you them all of you. feel like you're standing there with your clothes off. Like it's like, hey, fuck. fuck. You know, it's pretty wild. But it, I think we did pretty well. Like we won most people over. Um and their response seemed to be all right. Like uh, I think um, we seem to have got a fair new fans out of it. We sold a, sold a bunch of merch across all the shows, which is good. Um, 
and met a bunch of cool people afterwards. Met a bunch of fuckwits too, but that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. People are people. Yeah, it's hard and those percentages are high. In 2,000, and if 2,000 <laughs> people in a room, you're going to get a few fuckwits. Yeah, yeah. But, that's um, um, that's really interesting, man. Like I want to actually ask more about that because it's a funny thing. Like when we think about like creating art uh, that resonates with more and more people, like the idea kind of, you you know that like, you know that you don't want to be famous that's going to fuck your life up, that you can't like go walking down the street like that would mm. be a nightmare, you know what I mean? But you always are, as you're creating things, thinking like, oh, it would be great if more the more people that resonated with this, the better. But really there is a stopping point to that, that where it starts to feel watered down, it starts to feel commercialized or like a disassociated from that realness of mm. yourself. But do you know what I think is happening I don't know if it's the advent of the internet or just the more access we have to like more authentic content. Like, cause obviously the internet's full of bullshit too, but what we used to watch with TV programming is all scripted bullshit, mm. right? All acting was scripted bullshit. And then they had these reality TV shows where they, something tapped into this part of our brain where we were like, we want to see p- real people doing real stuff. Mm. And even though reality TV obviously is a total farce, what they understood in that moment was, oh, fuck, this is actually what people want to see. Yeah. But in an odd way, it's like we th- we think we want that, but when you actually see it, it's not what you uh, expected it to be. I don't know how mm. to get no, to this point. It's just the basic human voyeurism, I think. And, and, um... Well, and it's this like, so I feel like there is a trend in art in general mm. to go more towards this authentic realness because we are more used to seeing stripped down content. We're seeing more and more people that are authentically or trying to authentically be themselves or whatever. Mm. And there's not so much scripted bullshit of it. I see it with comedy. The more scripted and more rigid you are, the less relatable you are. People don't respond to it. But um, somebody like Dusty Rich doing just pure crowd work, Mm. they love it. Like yeah. And it is like blowing up right now. Just comedians that literally just stand there and chat shit with the crowd because they want, like people all want to be a part of this interactive experience. Yeah. And Hammers to me is it, like kind of what you're describing is that in music. It's like a much more, uh, because the way Lee is as well is that he's just moving with it. Whatever the fuck comes into his head, he just mm. says. He's rolling around. He's chatting shit. You guys are having conversations with each other. Mm. It's never the same show every night. No. You're always, you know, you, you it's a different <clears throat> organism every single night. Yeah, 100%. I think um, everything you just said, <laughs> like when you talked, when you um, mentioned first about, you know, being an artist and producing stuff and wanting more people to hear it, I think... I mean, I only say this um, reflective of what I've experienced as an artist. For me, I've only ever really cared about the music. When I was younger, I got given a lot of opportunities to potentially become what we know as a rock star. Um, And I fucked them all because I was a drug addict and I was useless (laughs) in heaps of ways. But at the same time, I was still very rebellious. And so whenever... Whenever the, the contact would happen between, say, me and a label regarding my band or what I was doing at the time, I was very fuck you about everything and just kind of wanted to fight everyone all the time. Mm. And anyone that felt like they were trying to take some kind of part of my, my, my creation in any way, I didn't, know how to, I didn't understand the business. I, I kind of still don't like it. And, mm. But lucky for us, we live in such a DIY um, situation as artists now that it's easier to just do your thing. But, yeah, I think over time... With that, with that growth you have as an artist where you go from like producing a thing, people respond to it, then you want more people to hear it and stuff. 
or see it or whatever it is that your, your medium is, um, a lot of that just comes from finding what it is that you really want to do in life and mm-hmm. then just trying to create the freedom to be able to do just that. Right, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> I think probably for me personally, relating back to my experience as, as me on my own, I love hard work and I've always loved hard work um, separate from my music. I've always worked hard at my music but my body and my mind have always had this thing where like I, I'm happy just to work. Mm. Like I love, you know, love physical work and I like that aspect of life and I believe humans are supposed to work. There's too many people now that don't want to work so they're looking for the easiest way out yeah. and if they have some, you know, fucking flashing of creative thought and they think, oh, fuck, this is me ticket. Mm. Off I go and, you know, they have all the, the tools these days with Instagram and everything to just fucking milk the system and, and you got all these idiots out there trying to make money out of nothing, yeah. you know, basically preying on, on people that are insecure now because the human race is in all kinds of upside down shape. Well, yeah, we're, lo- we're so lost for meaning, absolutely. When you talked about people sitting there when Dusty Rich works a crowd and stuff and just having that interaction, it's this basic human connectivity in a, in a world now that is so disconnected and everywhere. Well, that's so. why I feel like it's having this resurgence. Like, yeah, well, it is, clearly. Like I feel like we probably used to have connectivity at home mm. and then we used entertainment for entertainment. Mm. And now we're so lost in this sea of just like constant images, f- information, bullshit, constant like disconnection. All of our experiences, social experiences, have been like um, transferred into the internet. You know, like mm. we, we spend... You would probably be spending more time behind your avatar. Well, actually, think about it. Like the, the amount of time that you and I personally spend together mm. is less than what we see of each other on the internet. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. the quality of what we do when we're with each other is totally different. Mm. You know, like being mm. able to actually talk to you in a room is a drastically different experience than like double tapping one of your photos on Instagram. Yeah. But I see more of you. Have you seen the fucking shit I put on Instagram? That's <laughs> fucking rubbish. <laughs> That's good. Um, I've seen your wife's pictures on Instagram. Oh, Holy damn. shit, she's so fucking hot. Too hot, eh? My God, she's too hot. Yeah, I she, look. I, I was like, I need that picture to stare. Fucking at. breaks my pants. <laughs> she's Just, such a babe. Too hot. She, oh God. But anyways, not to get distracted. <laughs> I think having lesbian thoughts about you. She's so I'm hot. Gay. <laughs> but she. Um, but yeah, like so. My experience of you. Mm. Is that I know you exist because I see your shit every day, mm. but I don't know. It's not knowing you. It's not being with you. But that, mm. so like my in the past, we didn't have that. We had to see each other to yeah. see each other. And mm. now we have this like illusion of seeing each other and being with each other, which we're not. And mm. I think that leaves you unsatisfied. It feels like eating candy. Yeah. It's like the, the nutritious experience of being in the flesh with another person and enjoying their company, talking about shit and then walking away felt better. And I think we used to have better family units. We weren't just like yeah. sitting in front of the TV, you know, like watching TV was a special treat every once in a while to get to do that. Otherwise you're playing board games. But anyways, um, getting back to this like idea of like thinking that you, like, I, I just feel like oftentimes we don't really understand what we want until we've got something in front of us. We, like we think we want things mm. and then all of a sudden it's in front of us and it's not what we were expecting Mm. or it's not what we thought we wanted or it's different than we expected. And then we, we start to kind of like, I I feel like that's where this ache comes from where it's like, I expect the world to be this way based on 
whatever information I've seen on the internet, and then it's not that way, and then you have to recalibrate. Mm. And I feel like that's where the dissatisfaction comes from, uh, being around people that are authentic. You sort of like, if they aren't that way, there's like, oh, I don't want to be around any of these people. Mm. I'm so lonely mm. unless a person understands that concept. Yeah. 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 hundred yeah. percent. I think... Um, and so the more is not merrier, I guess is what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all pertaining to timing too, and, and the times, I think. Like the alienation of someone that might not, you know, be able to connect with everybody for whatever reason these days is born of so many more things that are societal, like mm. a condition of, you know, the human condition now, like... Is that we're different now? Like the human beings have changed so much, and like when we're talking about just this whole topic, but when we're talking about me being a performer, and especially given my age now and the fact that I'm still doing it, mm. and all the changes and the transitions that I've watched in front of me, yeah, the people I play to now are totally different to the people I played to when I was twenty, yeah. and I'm sure if you asked, you know musicians at a much higher level, like bands like like the Maiden Boys or fucking, you know, Metallica or something like that that have maybe not even those guys because they play to such big crowds. But if, you know, if there was anyone that you could sort of think of to say, oh, you know, if you've played, you know, decent-sized shows where people are right in front of you, for, you know, in the early 80s or something right through to now, they'd probably say the same thing where the human that's in front of you is not the same human. Like they're not, mm. they're not vibing on... This like because we're doing the same thing. Like musicians are doing, performers are basically, you know, unless you're at a fucking a, a, a dolphin fucking Cancun. Like <laughs> I think performers are basically doing the same thing. That's the one thing in life we have at the moment. You know, whether it's music or comedy or you know visual art or whatever it is that the few things we have now to hold on to the core values and 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 mm. core stimulants that, that we've had for a long time and that are like you know breaks from society and breaks from pressure like you know everyone loves music it's a release like it's a mm. and mm. it's a it's a connection that everyone can feel mm. and they relate to it so we're essentially still doing the same job but the people that are watching us are receiving it in a different way like i've literally watched like whether it be from holding lighters up to holding phones up or not, you know, you look down and you see someone literally checking their Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, just the attention span. Yes. Like while you're, while you're playing, like it's like. Fuck, that's weird. It, it kind of makes you hate them. Like, yeah. But everyone's guilty of it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and it's it's just that thing. you got these things hanging off your hip now that you carry everywhere. You're just a piece of shit. Like. And it because the, the, because the it the is human being addictive. Now is, it's addictive. That feeling of connection. But it's not the thing. Like no, I know, and and that's the fucked up. It's thing the desperation. About it. Yes, man. It's like the it's the it's, it's, is this not is this not good enough for you? Like, yeah. How how much more do you need? Like you've got this is the and this is where I think on the first podcast you did with me, I was speaking about you know the you know I think you asked me how I get through the day or whatever, and I was sort of like, well, just maintaining a level of productivity that mm. leaves some kind of result every day is my general rule of thumb. But outside of that, the disciplines that I carry out every day in my ritualistic approach to life in waking up to the end of the day on a good day when I'm not not giving a fuck about things, for me it's like I will take every step and every precaution I possibly can through that whole day to make sure I'm connecting with the real things. Mm, mm, mm. You know, we find ourselves drifting off into watching too much shit on Netflix, 
because there's a good special on or a good series and then we find ourselves drifting off into you know you go from checking your inbox to checking your social media platforms on your phone and before you know it you scroll through your phone for 15 minutes mm-hmm. and it's like I don't need to do this shit man so for me personally I, I make the manual efforts to make sure that I put my feet in the sand and hit the ocean as many days a week as possible I train till I'm exhausted as many times as a week as possible you know I get my violence mm-hmm. out as many times a week as possible. I create music as many times a week as possible. Mm. I, I talk to the people that I'm supposed to talk to. I don't just text. Like I, I refuse as much as I, as I possibly can. I'm in a band so I have like a group chat that I have to communicate with and I'm pretty bad at that as it is. But um, for the most part, it's like I don't want you to text me. I want you to talk to me. And if you can't see me, then give me a call. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd rather not sit there with my fucking thumbs doing this for as long as I can, but I still have to do it sometimes. Yeah. I run a business and all the rest of the shit and it just happens, but it's just the effort you need to make. And I think that's what, when I'm talking about looking out over the crowds and have, having done that in mm. small on large scale for so many years now, people have fucking changed and I don't really like what I see. Yeah, man, It's not I like, like I don't want to send messages out there to people saying, you know, you've just watched my band, I fucking think you're all shit ass. Right. It's not about that. Like it's like there's still the same beautiful people there. The, same, the essence of the same humanity exists. But and no they're the ones that are there. I mean, because everyone else could be at home but, watching Netflix. Yeah, exactly. But a large percentage of those people that are participating in this thing that can really help them maintain like a base level human like fucking essence are just not making the efforts. Yeah. It's like they're okay with being like that. Like catch yourself at the moment when you're yeah. like, fuck, I'm about to do this thing. Like I'm out, you know, me and Chelsea try and have the rule for go out for dinner. Put your phone down. Yeah, no phone. Yeah, don't, fuck Don't it. look at it. You know, like if we – you shouldn't even have to do it. You should leave mm. the cunt at home. Mm. Like just it's, – it's one of those things where we're obviously out of convenience and out of being trying to be organised now and the pressures of timing and shit to get all your stuff done yesterday. you got to carry this fucking robot around with you. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's, and it's, it's weird it. that it's so, changed. Like I, I find it really frustrating that that has changed now that you have an expectation to answer. It really fucking mm. bothers me. Because I'm the same as you. It's like while I'm working, that thing is on silent. I have all my notifications turned off mm. except for text messages or phone calls because I know that if someone has my phone number, I care about what they have to say. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't give people my phone number unless I want someone to talk to me. Mm. So then um, all the other notifications are turned off. And then I will th- – at strategic points throughout the day when I'm not working on something or thinking about something, I will check what mm. I need to, especially mostly because work talks to me through Messenger. Outside of that, I try to avoid this at all times. And I don't know if I told you about this last time. I think I did, that I have a time limit on my social media apps. Sick. So I set on my phone, I'm allowed 30 minutes a day total for mm. all social media. And that includes my messages for some reason. So like it actually takes my text messages into consideration. That's so if I'm that. texting back to people back and forth, if I've been doing that for over half an hour, it's over. Like my phone gives me an alert. It, cut, it cuts me off mid-app, makes the screen go white, and it goes, you've reached your limit. Do you want to ignore it for 15 more minutes or turn the app off? I'm like, fuck, this is amazing. And usually I push ignore and keep going. <laughs> but do you know what's so great about it? No, nah, but even having the limit of half an hour is better than most people are spending hours on there a day. Well, and like, I just, I, I refuse it. to do it. I feel so sick and empty when I do it. And mm-hmm. it's a bit exhausting. Like if somebody can only talk to me through Instagram, for example, then I have to like keep checking. Because mm. I don't have the notifications. Yeah, I refuse to put notifications on too. So I have to keep going back to it. So then yeah. I just sit 
find myself like sitting there waiting, which is even worse. Like this thing, I don't can't have this control me. I yeah. cannot deal with it. I like making plans with somebody and being like, I will see you then. Yeah. But we're not like that anymore. And so then what's the problem, what I was getting to is that I'm rude. Mm. People are messaging me and I'll take two hours to get back to them and I'm the rude cunt. Oh. And I'm like... You know, if Everyone you had to fucking not be so sensitive. Well, yeah, but like if you came to my like, house, try to answer me if you can before two hours clocks over, mate. But like <laughs> this, like if somebody walked to my house and I was in here working on my computer, and somebody walked into my house and was just knocking on my door, and I was like, I'm working, and yeah. they were just still knocking at my door, I'd be like, fuck you, go away. Yeah, yeah. Like I will come to you when I'm ready to come to you. But with my phone, it's the opposite. It's like they can be knocking at my phone all fucking day long and it's my fault that mm. I have an answer. Mm. It's just that I, I find that really exhausting. Yeah, like, I just pay, don't pay any attention to that shit, man. Like people need to lighten up with that stuff. It's hard. Like, yeah. But it is, it is weird how that like psychologically has changed. Like this is a slow creep, man. That like... What our cultural expectations of us mm. are and used to be is very different now. And mm. that's a scary thing. Like, we have to keep an eye on all of this shit. Like, this is my whole, like, frustration with the fake selfie thing. And, like, I, have, I make jokes about it because I, I know it's fucking idiotic and it is stupid. But really, at the core of me, I'm really actually very frustrated about it because I think we've talked about this before. But um, that, like, if we accept that someone can put a filter on themselves and then put it out there and then everybody's writing comments underneath it, like, oh, you're such a babe, oh, so hot. It's like you're just accepting. We're all buying into this fake reality here and participating in this bullshit reality. No, people just need, need to, like, to feel adored. Uh, that's, that's adoration. Like, but you, it's they, not like, you. Pe- pe- and- people want to present their best selves. It's like, it's like when people meet people. You know, it's like I've, I made a rule years ago when I met a woman, I'll try and be the, the worst person I, I am. So <laughs> the, the, it only gets better from there if we're going to keep hanging out. Well, that's the thing. So. Like, that's, this is what I don't, this is what I'm getting at, man, is that we are dependent mm. on a false reality so much that we're insecure mm. in our authentic exchanges and we become desensitized to authentic exchanges. Because mm. if I'm willing to accept that that's what that person's face looks like on the internet and act as if it is, then I'm willing to accept that they can lie to my face. I'm mm. willing to accept that they are going to present a false front to me. Mm. I'm willing to accept commercials that are clearly lying mm. and they're selling me some bullshit and I'm willing to accept that that's okay. Yeah. Like that's what I, I, I feel like. That's all like, the underlying shit that, I, mean, I don't even know if like the general person invo- involved or dealing with this stuff even thinks on that level. Like that's, but you're dead right. It's like it's a, it's a gateway to so many, you know. But em- that's what em- drives emotional- our culture. Yeah, 100%. And that's what's scary about it. Like, so that we started with convenience, like that my telephone will ring mm. wherever I am. I can walk and have a phone in my pocket and someone can find me. Like, that started out with convenience. And now, culturally, the shift is you must You need be to there answer now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not about it. That's like for me, like I said, again, probably blue in the face, but I think you have to make the effort. To maintain hum, like your, I love your, that your, your you said human that before, essence, yeah. like you just—that's a great way you, of doing it. You can it. go through your day every day and just do the same fucking shit that's easy to do, or you can make the effort. It's like for me, if I go to work, like I have that many skills as a tradesman that you know second nature would allow me to do a good job, but I still put the same effort into everything I do. Mm. Like it doesn't mm. matter out of out of pride and out of you know just wanting to make sure that it's capped off the right way. I'd put the extra effort in if I'm writing a song. Like anyone that's worked with me on any artistic level, 
notice this about me. Like you don't leave the room until it's perfect and everyone's in the same boat. And it's, mm. I'm sorry to break it to you, but we just need to do this for the song. It's not for me. I'm not pleasing mm. my ego. I'm not pleasing what I want. It, yeah. We're serving the song. We're serving the job. So yeah, the for idea me, it's like if you're, you're going to li- live life, like mm. if you're going to get given the gift of life, that's your body of work. You get up in the morning and everything you do is your example. It doesn't matter what fucking words you say. It's the essence of it's the results and the efforts that you leave behind that yeah. matter. That's what does the talking. Human speaking means nothing to me. It's mm. just a bridge, like a gap like, that needs to be filled so we can kind of coexist. But what you do mm. is who you are. It's not what you tell me you are. Yeah, and the essence that you You can bring, tell me all you want. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because people people for sure will tell you all kinds of shit, and you're well, feeling. Well, they present their best selves. That's a, which is the thing with the in, with the Instagram or sorry, the, like the selfie thing you're referring to. It's like yeah. people find it so easy to just conjure up this image of themselves that doesn't fucking exist. Like mm. I am an ugly man. I'm a hard two at best. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and, and like. like for me, it's like I'm okay with it. Like I'm not going to present myself any any way, but I've got things I can do. Mm. And, well, there's and I, and I and I strive to be smart and fast and better than you. And that's not because I want to be better than you, but it's because for me, I need to be better than everything around me, including myself, at all times. And I'll be like that till I die, until my functions fucking give out and I can't do anything anymore. But that's just human pride. Now, if I was to get up in the morning and not make the same efforts in my life. Mm you know, pertaining to where I'm at as a person. I ain't perfect. I get up and I've got storms in my head every day and I've got to get through life the same way as everybody else. got the same problems everyone else has got, sometimes more, sometimes less. You know, I'm a fucking very suicidal person and I have to find reasons to, to stay on an even keel and give my – which is probably born of this thing I'm talking about, you know, the, the need to make the efforts, like to, ha- to have my rituals and my, my little programs instilled into my efforts every day. But if you're living life and you're not doing that stuff and you're just flopping straight down on the couch and doing your game and shit, whatever the fuck it is you do, or you're getting straight onto your phone and you're trying to connect with people from the moment you wake up, like, don't do that. Mm. Leave your phone off and get up. Go down, you know, have your breakfast, make a coffee, think about the training you're going to do or going to get in the ocean or the job at hand. And then once you've done that stuff, then maybe come back to being a a modern human being yeah, and man. doing all this because there's nothing, there's not much good about us anymore, man. That's mm. the thing. People think we're so fucking significant and we're just so. But there is you know, something, this. there is something so beautiful in like taking the time to do the dishes perfectly. And we've talked yeah, about this Make before, your bed every like, day. Make yeah. sure you make your bed. Open the blinds, open the windows, let the sun in. Like, oh, that's the shit I'm talking about. It's like. Yeah, it's simple shit people that makes you. People forget. Mm. If you're waking mm. up and the first thing you do is grab your fucking phone. And, and start, like, you're just in the box. Right. You know, your, your eyes start sucking in and your fucking brain starts <laughs> sucking in. All this shit just starts going, this little white dot, like, nothing. I know because I've done it. I, I, yeah, just, yeah, I, yeah. I, I make the effort to not do that thing. Yeah. And then if I do do it, it's like I fucking hate myself. And then, I, then I'm like, can't get out of bed now or fucking move. Like, go and do your thing. And then I go back to being a human. Yeah. Like, you got to look at it like, okay, so... So I'm going on a fucking tirade here. But no, it's good. The human condition now and how we are now functioning at like at, at a majority level is so fucked and so wrong. But you need to flip the script on it and go, okay, well, if we have these tools now and these and these this this means to get to things quicker and 
and um, you know, access things that we never used to be able to access. We've got to look at it like a reward. We can't mm. look at it as the way of life and that's where we're going wrong. So if you get up in the day, you've got to connect to real shit. If that goes, then we're fucked. Like, mm. We're more mm. fucked than we already are. Mm. We're fucked anyway. But <laughs> we are more like, you know, if, if, if there's anything left, like the, the environment at the moment is it is uh, people I'll go on a massive rant if we get down this rabbit hole, but that's the thing. Like the earth doesn't give a fuck about us. Like we will clean us out and we will die. This is only about human essence. If people want to hang on to it and we actually think we're any kind of a significant creature, which we are not, but if you'd like to think that you are, then you need to make the efforts in life to give back to the planet because that's, that's your gift. Like Mm. not you, (laughs) you're not the gift. You're the pest. Right. You're the fucking pest on this shit. Yeah. It's our job as people to nurture what we've been given and what we're standing on yeah. at all times. And it does, even though we're not the significant ones, it starts with us. So in giving back to yourself and maintaining a connection with real things and real efforts, you're actually in the first stage or the first step of treating your environment correctly. Yeah, because it's your home, and you you know you built this thing around well, yeah, you. Yeah, there's whatever no disassociation. Because if you if you have an authentic relationship with the sand underneath your feet, mm. and someone throws a piece of shit on the ground, trash on the ground, or whatever, you have a relationship to that thing because you have a me- it has a meaning for yeah. you, and you're gonna not appreciate that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you have a disconnection with that thing, same way you have a disconnection with your own body. Like if you if you can hide behind a filter. And present that face to the world and hide at home in your bedroom and eat chocolate. Mm. That's what you'll do. Do you know what I mean? But if you have a relationship with yourself and other people that you are authentically showing your authentic self to other people. And authentic self, now I'm fucking annoyed at that even term. Oh, I hate so I'm it. so sick of hearing people say it. It's just another bunch of buzzwords today. It is. It's just fucking authentic nonsense. Authentic self. Fuck, who gives but a it's shit? Like, but I guess <laughs> what I'm getting at is like your essence. You know, yourself without yeah. being a fucking thing. You know, just being. Yeah. being. To me, it's a given. I don't fucking like it. If you got to work to like to you know to present like you don't even need to present your authentic self to anybody. You just got to be a person properly. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. no one cares if you're authentic. I don't care how you come across to me on on a social media platform. I only care no, about no. Like, what I mean is in front of you, in front of me. What? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean mm. that you walk out the door mm. and go and have. Uh, interpersonal exchanges like this is the whole reason I did comedy Mm. was because the podcast is one of the best things that's ever happened to me but it's this moment between you and me is being shared luckily to other people because they wouldn't get to see it otherwise but it only feels real when it's you and me talking to each other Mm. but we could be doing this and we've done this many (laughs) times every conversation we have is a podcast (laughs) without the microphones you know what I mean we do this all the time and so this moment is the moment that matters Mm. Not the shit that goes on the internet. So when I was doing the podcast all the time and that's all I was doing, I felt like I was living in the internet. And I needed something tan- visceral. I, mm. needed to, I needed to have my own automatic self there in mm. front of people experiencing me authentically. I needed, it was a realness. It was absolutely that sensation of putting my feet in the sand. It was like I needed to be back in my life. Mm. I'm living in the fucking cloud and I need to be back in my life. And it slaps you in the face. <laughs> oh, like, I'm sorry. Just, just as a bit of a plug to anyone who's listening, I haven't seen Lorna Live comedy yet, but I just saw a bit of a glimpse of a video oh, and fuck. it's fucking hilarious. Oh, that's... Can't wait to watch it. And <laughs> anyone who hears of her playing, you need to go and see her because she's a funny fucker. Thank you, Lucas. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyways, the, uh, I'm She not... didn't even pay me for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you later. <laughs> um, but so what the... 
we are talking about, you're talking about the environment and these little things. So like what I think is happening there is similar to just flexing a muscle. It's using a muscle. The, mm. the, our muscles atrophy if we stop using them. If you, if you are in the habit of throwing your clothes on the floor, never taking care of your shit, never cleaning yourself. And I, I mean, I go through cycles of this where I'm just too tired and I can't be fucked and I just let shit fall apart mm. and everything feels worse. But if you just take those little steps, like make a promise to yourself that every day you'll make your bed. Just do it just for a month, say. I, for mm. 30 days in a row, I'm going to make my bed. It's a tiny fucking promise. It's a little promise. But there is an amount of realness, of respect for yourself in that mm. thing. You know, little it just, shit. It just does. Oh, I mean, it's, a, it's such a deep hole, rabbit hole to, to go down. But, I mean, we're talking about it, like everything we do is wrong. Like it's – and when I say that, I say that – pretty loosely like not everything we do is wrong but humans have evolved so far past the point where we should have begun controlling it well like, i think probably I think it's centuries a ago man i i talk about this but a something's lot. happened in the last 20 years that's dramatic like just with the technological boom obviously the industrial revolution was a was the a, industrial a revolution and, what happened i think i mean this is just a speculation but the idea that we we started and in that moment we started to favor efficiency and money and production over meaning mm. and when we transferred away from meaning cuz i think that probably for our ancestors there is like uh, meaning was inherent and mm. it was a given and that was something we could never imagine we could lose mm. but then over time because we didn't think about it to put it to the forefront it has lost its way i'm reading right now um Carl Jung's autobiography. It's called Memories, Dreams, and Reflections. And it's so fucking amazing to read the mind of a guy whose medical career started in 1909. Hmm, Do you know crazy. what I mean? Yeah. Like this guy. How long did he live for? He was 86 or something. So he saw, well, no, saw most of the 20th century. Yeah, so he made it up. Well, when did he die? I don't know. I don't have that in front of me. Um, but so he... Like he got to experience the crazy changes, these mm. crazy rapid changes that had happened to us. And he was such a insightful person, obviously not so in his time for the shit, the ideas he was coming up with. He puts a lot of emphasis on dreams and mm. a lot of people at the time were like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and, and he might be now crazy, but I mean, he started a, a process of thought that we've never even been able, like we cannot understand consciousness. Mm. We have no no idea what the fuck is going on. So anyone's guess is as good as anyone's guess. And the fact that we do dream is incredible. And it's, that everyone for me, a dream is just like the airtime on a trampoline bounce. Like your daytime and you're awake is you jump down. Yeah, it's the tangible in and connection you feel and, then push thing up. and then you're up and there's things that are reflective. He of your time he thinks down. like his whole it's thing like, on this is that you're uh that our dreams are narratives that are going to be tied to some kind of like, um, well, they're called archetypes. He calls them archetypes in the same way that we have fingernails mm. because we used to have claws. Mm -hmm. We have these things that are inherent to our species. Like it, within our psyche, it makes sense that within our psyche, we would also have legacy of our ancestors that's passed down to us, not just culturally passed down to us, but like genetically inherent in us. It's like a prior knowing or whatever. And so when this is how your subconscious more or less operates, because it's ancient and it's and it collect, um, possibly connected to a collective unconscious, you know, like this kind of historical 
story of the species and the land or whatever. And so then that stuff, when you have a dream, these uh, the experiences that you're having is a, your way of your subconscious to give you information in a way that isn't going to trigger your ego into reacting mm. and shutting down the information. So it's pro- it's presenting information to you in pretty murky and obscured ways because it's trying to get around your ego filters and the shit that's telling you to shut it off and not pay attention to it. A lot of times it's stuff that's unresolved or things you're trying to work on or desires that you have that you're not willing to accept. Mm. And so the dream presents you this idea that's like, oh, it could be like this. Mm. And then it's up to you to do what you want with the information. And the more you pay attention to the dream, the more you work it out, the more you'll start to see patterns and archetypes. And so then going back to the archetypes, it's like there is uh, the archetype of the hero, for example, that this is the person that has to rise up and overcome. Or there's the archetype of the wizard, like the um, cunning, evil person that's going to like cast a spell and change things. You know, like these are through every culture and all of our past, there's always been these like types. Mm. And th- these are those are more specific than what he's even talking about. I mean, these are broader ideas, but and so like what do those things represent in you? There are aspects of your personality that you're pushing down or pushing away. Like the whole thing is so fucking interesting. Mm. And what I'm reading now is not his theory on dreams. It's actually like uh the story of how he came up with these ideas and where they come from and watching him like kind of change as a human being as he grows over time. Mm. Fucking unbelievable, man. <clears throat> interesting stuff. It is, and, and then and because our experience of reality is in our psyche, right? Everything, everything starts and finishes here, and we, as individual humans that interact with the world, hmm. are just a psyche that's interacting with the world. So if we're not dealing with that properly, we're fucked. Hmm, 100%. And the more afraid we are of our own psyches or like being able to process this information, deal with it, look into it, the more disconnected we become from ourselves, then, of course, others, then, of course, the land that we're on. And mm. I think, personally, that's why we've ended up in this situation. We, you, yeah. you lose meaning because, like, where I started this whole fucking... God, I'm on a tangent Man, today. <laughs> the, um, so his thought was that we have these, like, meaning stories that religion originally had the job of maintaining mm. because they provide us a life purpose as a species. But they became, they bought into their own bullshit. They became fucking cults of themselves. You know, they started to worship their own idols, all of this nonsense, the Catholic church, all the shit just factioned off. They took these stories that provided meaning and turned them into capitalist means of controlling people or whatever, not capitalist necessarily, but, you know, like a... A way of uh, self promotion and controlling. Church is pretty capitalist. Yeah, like making money, you know, <laughs> yeah, self sustaining. Yeah. Yeah. And capitalist is an element of that, of that whole system. Like that, that capitalist system came out of the same concept of thinking. It's like, how can mm. we, uh, how can I get mine? But um, so what he's saying is that, like, because during this uh, industrial and scientific revolution, we've lost sight of the meaning of meaning. Mm. We lost sight of that connection to. Yeah. Whatever it is that we're supposed Which to be doing. Which refers back to what I was saying before about maintaining connection to, yes. to the core value, the simple. It's funny because I, I feel like I'm um, just as a like as a dude, I won't call it regressing because it feels like a backward step. But as I go into my older years now, and I'm not sure this makes me sound like I'm just getting old and jaded, but. You I'm, are. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> happy with 
turning back into a bit of an ape in a way. Mm. Like simplifying. Well, not simplifying. Um, I think just prioritizing, like using simplicity. Mm. So you need awareness, you need like intellectual awareness of what's around us to understand that. So it's not really simplifying. I feel like it's in like I'm becoming more enlightened and mm. I'm evolving to a better point. But my understanding of life and how I'm supposed to live it and how I believe the majority of, of us are supposed to live it is kind of, I don't know, if you look at it like um, what I said before about, say, the evolution of humanity for as long as we can remember it and the real sticky period between like the 1100s and now, you know, where war and conquering mm-hmm. became a thing and the understanding of disease and our environment in general and, and you know, just that whole, I guess, the creation of Earth as we know it with division and countries and races and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like that whole period, somewhere in that area, probably at a million different times, certain taps should have just been turned off. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. you could have control over, okay, that taps, that one's been peaked. Well, it needs to stop now. This, I mean, this is the fundamental level of understanding of this particular element of life we need to hold and maintain forever and mm. the next one comes along like bang righto we've we've cl- we've clocked that one that's it but that didn't happen like so every single evolution or every single element of evolution and growth within humanity and our understanding of life in general across all facets of life and things that we don't understand <laughs> i think if if there was you know a metaphor for that kind of discipline, I guess, mm. and what I'm trying to do with myself now that I've gone so far into hell and come so far back out of it and where I'm at with my own little thing. There's certain taps I'm just wanting to turn off and it's not out of ignorance and it's not out of getting old. It's just because I, I get it now. I understand it now and I'm, and I'm happy. Can you um, give me an example of one of those taps? Ah. Uh, probably heaps of examples <laughs> like i think um my acceptance of like human relationships in a way i have a lot of frustrations at certain things because i'm still exposed to elements of of um the way people around me deal with things um and not to sound condescending or or elitist sort of thing I, I, i'm kind of past that Right, so like so, you're seeing somebody struggle with a thing that you can yeah, clearly Yeah, and the answer's it. right in front of them. It's been yeah, presented yeah. to them a million times, but they pay no attention. Like for me, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to understand when to manually let go and say, it's okay. It's okay for that not to be, exist as you want it. Like you can't mm. – and that's the problem with human condition is our egos are so big oh, and, and our, our need to feel significant, significant is so paramount within our pattern of thinking that yeah. it takes over our control. Like it takes over our ability to make the decisions – like the right decisions at the right time to take control of that understanding mm. and say, so we don't really need to know that any more about that. Like we can and the human quest for fucking all seeing, all knowing, like, you know, knowledge or, you know, whatever, it, it's just ego. Like it really is. Like it actually doesn't need to exist. Like, okay, when you ask me about for, for an example, the best one I could probably think of is, is where I've been with what I understand is as religion. Yeah. Now, as a person who's physically died and is back from that death, like I've said this story before, um, 
I understand things like I, I, I have this little, you know, like oh, this is one little man that resides on the Gold Coast saying a pretty big thing, but I kind of under, I get it. Like I, I understand, you know, what I believe people are searching for in within their purpose. Like you know, when they need to know what, what's the key to life, you know, what what religions are holding on to and. It's all rooted in fear and misunderstanding. Like, you know, if you don't understand something and you fear it, um, if you fear it, then you need to know it and mm. you want to know it and you need a reason. You need, a, you need, an exi- you need something there. Like and the, the thing for life, for example, where, you know, people resort to having a belief or in a religion or a, or, or a love for a, for a faith or a faith in a, in a, in a, in a story or an idol that represents something just is just born of not wanting to die. And, and not yeah, un- well, and, and not understanding not understanding their position as a as a life form like as a, as an organism that is gonna die going to die um, and was born like it's, it's well, a that's beginning the and an end and the reason why that exists man is because it is so confusing but it's really not that's what I'm trying to say like for me person when you ask me about you know what's an example of so it? So you don't find it confusing that I'm we just exist. settled. I'm settled. Yeah, you're I'm okay happy to that. not. I'm happy to not actually know. I have inkling. Mm. I have inklings of beliefs. Um, I believe in the human spirit. I believe in the difference between us. Yeah. And the fact that we're never going to know. Yeah, I will never yeah. truly understand you. And you will never truly understand me. And it's supposed to be that way. And I'm okay with that. I don't need to know anymore. Um, yeah. The 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 manifesting. Or manifestation of a vision of some kind of God exists out of human ego. Sure. And it's because we see ourselves in a certain light that we want to. We want to see ourselves as the ultimate being. Mm. And the vision of God in perfection is that thing. Mm. But you're never going to get it. You you are born into flaws and you're born to maintain flaws so you continually understand what a survival instinct is. Right. You know, your survival instinct comes from needing to get through like it because you don't know <laughs> like you just you have to keep knowing do you ever find that so, the need to get through is exhausting well i've just that's one of those things it's what what you just asked me about for me personally now my need to get through isn't isn't really existent because i've got my things i do i've set up i've set up rituals and i've yeah. set up I've, I've simplified my life into the into like a hand or two handfuls of things i really love um, that meet at the crossroads between yeah. what I what I'm doing that I know I kind of have to do within this society that sort of sacrifices my environment a bit. Then I make the efforts to go against that, so I'm kind of putting back into the earth or nurturing things or minimising the effects that I have on the planet and people around me, but still being able to maintain those disciplines to keep me on an even keel and keep my understanding and acceptance of life at a really nice little. Mm uninterruptible level sort of thing so like no i have issues like i've got shit going on like i'm not a happy dude like i i I don't like what i am i don't like so many things about the people around me that i actually am supposed to love in my life apart from you know my brother that i'm really close to and my daughter my family the people that that are supposed to love you and nurture you the most are the people i've had the most horrible relationships with Mm. you know what i mean and i love i love my mom and i love my dad but not for the reasons that i actually love them Right, as yeah. people, I love them because I'm born of them. Yeah, like and it's an understanding that we have. As I get older, I'm accepting more things, and my relationships at a talking level are a lot better and stuff. And there's elements that I remember now about the good things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's not all shrouded in shitness. But when I when I talk about 
you know, little examples that I use for, for me at this stage of my life and what I used to get through, you do have to simplify shit, but you've got to understand things first. You can't just go, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to do this, 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 this and this Yes. and cut yourself off from the planet. Yeah, like, I've been through hell to get to a point where I, yes. you know, I understand things. And I produce art. Like I, I create sounds for your fucking ears and I've evolved myself to a point where I can do this on a level that I feel – Although I'm not a fucking rock star and I don't give a fuck about that side of it, mm. I feel what I'm doing is is it's special to people. Whoever hears it, seem to like it, and they connect to it on a on a level. Well, and it's clear that you put in the time. For I put the time in, yeah. and it's given me the ability to reflect on things. Same as with my understanding of sport, you know, um, and and for me, my connection with with what was violence when I was a kid and is now my just love for human contact and combat and yeah, the essence of that within a man and his place on the planet and. They're the things I love to do, you know, like I, and the ocean. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just, I'm just, that's what I mean. Like, so there's, yes, there's man, simple I things I do every day, but I'm still seeing everything. Would you I'm say still... that it is a requirement, though, for you to be able to achieve this level of kind of understanding is to go through the shit that you've been through before that? Well, not, not your specific recipe, obviously, but like, I wouldn't advise it, but I think, um, <laughs> But, like, do you think that that's what gives you the hindsight like to you, be able to see what matters? Well, we're all, like, pets for the planet, you know. A human gets a pet because they need a thing. Like, I, I don't know, not, well, not pets for the planet. Everything needs different discipline. I just look at my life like, okay, that was the discipline that I required. I was probably born a kind of a human. You know what I mean? I was, I was, <laughs> was probably. I was, I was pro- Well, and I just listened to it. Like, that's the difference. Like, I, I gave into it at the times when I probably – did need to give in to, like not all the time like I've like, this is pretty pretty tumultuous like way of going about things and I've but I've just I think the one thing that I have had is the ability to forgive and just move on it comes from I'm not a very emotional man like I'm not a I have emotions but my logic always kicks in first mm-hmm. and I think whatever's pained me in the past I've looked at it like a job mm-hmm. and I still do which doesn't fare well when it comes to com- – like I'm not the most – I'm compassionate through helping you make an effort. <laughs> right. I'm not very good at giving sympathy. Like if, if someone vents to me, I'm the worst person to vent to because I'll give you a solution. If you don't want to hear the solution, then please don't vent to me. Right. I'll give you the, the means to get out of it straight away. I'm there to help you do that. Yeah. And most of my friends know me as that person. Like, you know, I'm – if you want to just talk shit and whinge like every other human, then go and do it with somebody else. Don't You're not come, an enabler. No, but I'll help. But I'll help anyone. Like yeah. I'll, I'll, my heart goes out to anyone who's in a in a tough spot, and I'll I'll legitimately think as quickly as I can as a way of helping them get out of their situation. So in one way, I don't have the greatest amount of sympathy, but I do have empathy, and mm. I do. I'm a problem solver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so yeah, I think. What did you ask me again? Was it? Well, I was wondering if like going through the shit that you... Oh, yeah, the prerequisite. Yeah, yeah. is is that a prerequisite to this kind of understanding? I think a lot like what you're describing more or less is wisdom, man. You know, like that what you're developing over time. Knowledge is... age. Yeah, like you're a wise old man. (laughs) You're like an old old. wizard. I I don't don't know. I don't know about that. I I would never say that about myself because I make mistakes every day. I just think... Of course you do, but that's like that the awareness of that... Is and this clarity, I think what you're describing, and I'm still kind of in the mire of my own brain still. So I, th- I think like I, I don't have wisdom yet. I have so much need to know. You know, like you I don't have ha- wisdom. I have some wisdom, but I don't have that. Um, 
I don't have that satisfaction in being. I get it. I get mm. it in glimpses, and I find it so fucking comforting. And weed, unfortunately, I a lot of times have weed to make me feel that way. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like I have to silence this thing in my head. Mm. Like this, my head, my intellectual head is so fucking strong mm. that at like, and it fucks with me all the time. You know, like nice moments where good things are happening and things are wonderful and very deeply connected and physical yeah. and beautiful. And then my brain comes up and goes, oh, what are you, you, you going to do about this? What's happening? Yeah. And it's just like, fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, and I feel that, like that's time. And I think that's also being aware that that voice exists. As you're talking about forgiveness, it's about knowing what's important to pay attention to and not pay attention mm. to. Like I give it energy by listening to it. Yeah. And I think over time, what it sounds like to me, what you've done is like you've heard this shit, you've become very familiar with it because it guided your life through pretty mm. shit periods. And the more you wanted to get away from those shit periods, you're, you're like identifying those aspects of your personality that don't serve you. And you can see them in other people. Yeah. So you're also disassociating from you them. You know, the way you're explaining it, it really does put into perspective one and given the chat that we were having just before this podcast, which I won't go into because it's personal. But um, in, you know, in the process of all of this happening for me now, like I'm not a happy dude, like I said before, like I, I'm at the same, um, well, probably my, my head's fucked. Like I, I have a lot of troubles like maintaining that, that, that happiness. But what we're talking about and what I use to maintain that really is born of me developing less love. <laughs> Yeah. For all things and more understanding. I think human beings are emotionally reckless mm. in every way. <laughs> and I think I and I think like as wow. a as a kid I probably was too, just like everybody else, and probably was for years. Like I, a lot of years of my life I don't really remember that clearly, sort of thing. But as I've gotten older, whether it's through I don't know whether it's through good things or not, because it's like I'm I'm damaged. Like I'm, I'm my, my system, although my brain works and my faculties work worked relatively pretty pretty well um outside of my like um fluctuations <laughs> mental fluctuations um we'll call them i think for the most part i've just kind of gotten to a point where there's just less love that exists for all things like the the damage whether it comes from damage or me just being exposed to things that have made me understand things a little bit quicker than others or than I used to I don't know like I don't know whether that's a healthy thing or not or whether it's just the fact that I'm that hurt like or have been that hurt that it's kind of been stomped out of me a little bit like you but feel numb when you ask me about whether it's a prerequisite I think that's probably more when you meet people that have been through you know, a lot of heavy trials, whether it be from a disease or from, from growing up in a, I mean, essentially for me, where I've gotten to as a, I've, I grew up in Australia, so no matter how hard my shit was, shit can be so much worse, but it's still proportionate to the simplicity of your surroundings, you know, like we don't yeah. really, we don't, people in developed Western nations don't live simple lives, no. you know what I mean? You might have a third world country kid that's got no water and no food, but that's all he's thinking about. Mm. You know what I mean? He's not trying to digest other shit, so it's proportionate to where you are. Yeah, I'm not saying I'd rather be in his situation, but that's a you know, it's yeah. it really is understanding that placement. But for yeah, I think. But the complexities of your childhood are like they're it's, extreme. It's, it's relevant. Like that, yeah, yeah, it's relevant. Okay. But but it's like 
I don't know if it's because of that, like I said, either being stomped out of me or whether, you know, my self-medicating over the years has had that much damage on my emotional state. I'm not sure. But I feel like I'm, un- I feel like I'm pretty stable most of the time. Um, my frustrations can get the better of me sometimes, but that's why I have an outlet of violence. Like mm. I still train actively and I make sure I get hit and I hit people and that's in a controlled environment. Oh, <laughs> and I think that's, that's, um, that's part of my pro- that's part of my um, protocol, like you know mm-hmm. my pattern sort of thing. I make sure that I, I get angry out through music and stuff like that, so that that gets stomped out. But I think yeah, generally speaking, mm. a lot of it comes from not loving so much. <laughs> Even with my daughter, like I don't get to see my daughter all the time, and I have to as much as I love the shit out of my daughter. I created her, and we have the best you know silent connection. I have to disconnect sometimes, otherwise I'm running around hurt. Mm. And I, what I do is I, I, I turn into like a lion and go, okay, what, is a, what does a lion do to its cub? You know, it's got to exist in the world. You've got to have the support and the guidance there. You've got to be there as a presence, but you can't fucking – I'm not a helicopter dad. Right. And I, I'm, not yes, in, I'm, not in, I'm not in the position emotionally to do that to myself because I'm not the primary carer. Um, if I do that to myself, then I will become an emotional wreck and mm. I need it all the time. And that's where it comes back to me like – you know, my connection with music and art um, and understanding that I'm okay with where I'm at. I've yeah. never had true success, but I've succeeded in so many ways Yeah, and I've got my own well, stability. It, there's a very different feeling. Like there uh, is a feeling of need. Like I, I feel like for me, I always touch my chest when I'm talking about this stuff because this mm. is exactly – I feel this like hot burning in the center mm. of my chest a lot of the time. When, I'm, when I've like made something, like I'm working on drawing and I just really feel good about it. I just feel like so fucking stoked that that thing mm-hmm. – I feel happy in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I've written a good joke and I feel great about it, I have a great set because I'm focused on – like I'm really in the moment, in the present. I feel this thing and it's, it's almost like – like as if there was a power cord plugged into my chest mm. and a lot of times it's disconnected and I'm just operating, you know, like on battery power or whatever. And then I get plugged back in and I just get this like sense of like uh, connected power and it's love, I guess, or whatever. It's same. It feels like anxiety too at the same mm. time, you know, like depending on what story you put in your head, it could be whatever you want it to be. But the, the, I, what I happened to me this morning, because I had that feeling in my chest and I was just kind of like, my brain's reeling a little bit. I got a little bit of pressure on me from all different kinds of aspects of my life. And I was just kind of like, what is this feeling? Like, what's happening? And, I, and there's a greediness to that feeling where you're like, I need more of this. Mm. I need like, where did that feeling come from? I need to get that. I need more of that. I need touching. I need feeling or whatever. And then I realized like, oh no, I am the feeling. Like this feeling is in me and it's not because of a thing. Mm. It's in me. Yeah. It is me. And then, and so I was doing like a meditation before today where uh, I just zero in on it. So yeah. you just lay there and focus only on that thing. And, and in that moment, there is a complete release from a need for it to be a thing, to be a anything. It just is. And it's this like radiant f- sensation of existence. And there's something about that that like is so true and clean and uh, devoid of addiction that mm. it's, it's nutritious. Mm-hmm. Once I sit with that feeling and I h- hold on to it like that and just like b- pay attention to it, or not even hold on to it, just pay attention. Stop trying to manufacture it. Stop trying to find relevant things in the world that make me feel that way. Mm. You know, like, oh, I don't need to like take drugs to get this feeling. The feeling is me. I am it. Yeah. And, then it and then like once you, sp- like I let it happen and let it be and feel it, 
then I feel full, like I've just had a meal. I'm not hungry mm. anymore. Yeah. And then that greediness and that neediness fades away. Mm. But I could feed into it and think <clears> I need more or just accept that it's mine. And there's something like it takes a lot of, I obviously have to lock myself up in my room by myself, close my eyes and sit there and really focus to be able to do that. And I mm. think what you're describing, I hope, is like a future version of that, that you can actually embody that feeling more often. That you start to like identify with that as your prominent feeling rather than your, um, and I know I know you don't like the term love like that that doesn't sound right to you and I'm more emotional than you obviously. Well, just... I, I, not that I don't like the term. I just think semantics like human communication is weird. Words don't mean much to me. Like mm. I obviously speak them, but it's kind of what's a like it's what do you? Yeah, it's a it's, cheaper it's, 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 rip-off it's a, version. It's a feeling it? thing. Like to give the word love, the label love, cheapens the parameters of that feeling. Yes, yeah, hundred and limits it. So that's not, not that I don't like, you know, like I tell my wife that I love her. Mm. Fuck knows what that means. Like, <laughs> but she knows that I mean it. <laughs> like, yeah, like whatever that feeling is, you, yeah. yeah and, and that's the way just, we've chosen to verbalize but that it. But yeah. I just think with what you're saying, like if I use like a, this is a pretty strange metaphor to use, but in talking what we're talking about, like with, you know, I was talking about turning off taps through the evolution of, of things and, mm. and have maintain, and, and leveling out on some some points of control we would have probably got a lot more shit right it's the same with your own life but if you use like if you use sex as a metaphor the best sex is based on denial of the prize yes you know what i mean like so if you look at life the same way like the the best sex you're going to have is the sex you have that you make it take the longest amount of time possible to get to that point for both people yes you're not rushing to an end with it like each and and, and you're controlling it like you're not controlling the way of being a control freak but you're like okay i don't need that now like yes yes this is not a minute and a half exercise this is like i'm putting in here but that's what i'm saying it shouldn't be and if, if you use that basic not to sound like a fucking dirty fucker but if you use that as a metaphor for things that you do like okay there's a prize at the end you're not meant to just it's like a drive-through mentality, and yeah. again, this goes back to the the social media thing because the things are so instantaneous. And mm. going back to the very first conversation yeah, about the way people it. are digesting art, and mm. it's not enough for them. It's like you know, you got to you got to put the work in to feel this result. Mm. Like you've got to, and good quality sex between two humans is probably a good like metaphor yeah. for that particular thing. Where it's okay, we're starting out here. You know, there's a prize at the end of it. Like, let's just take the longest road possible, but be be aware of all the things along the way. Like, yeah. and then when it comes, it's like the thing. Like, it's, it's do you know ultimate. what's interesting about that man is that um, I don't know if this is a man versus woman thing or if it's a cultural thing or it's just my own personal experience. Um, I fear the end of sex, hmm. and there is necess- not necessarily an end to sex for women. No, that's right. If that makes sense. Like we, we that's are. Health, that's probably healthy though. Yeah. Cause like, we don't like, I only know that the end is near when they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I yeah. mean? Like, I just think like. Cause I could do that. Whatever's happening. I can do it until I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. like it just, yeah, it, it just rolls on. Well, that's the way it should be. And that's probably, you know, like that's probably a, a duty, the duty of a man in a way is to understand that that's probably the. The key to probably for a man to be a better lover or like a, a more understanding dude is like, okay, it's not all about you, man. Like this is, if anything, it's not about you. It's well, then like, you are. You're going to get the there time. anyway, bro. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's all good. Just like fucking relax and like again, as a metaphor, live your life through this. Like it's yes. a thing. You know, I don't want to go on a fucking sex tangent, but 
Yeah. Basically, I think if you're looking at all these little elements, like, you know, and, and implementing certain, like, little efforts to have a bit of control here and a bit of control there and a bit of pullback, like, you know, assess your shit, don't be so fucking reckless, mm. you know, don't feel like you've got to spoil yourself. Like, not every meal, it's like, again, another metaphor, eating. Yes. Not man. every fucking meal is a birthday cake, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. not supposed to be that way. You just got to eat because it's good fuel and you got to put the right shit in, otherwise you won't run right. Right. And within putting the right shit in, you got to not just feed you, you got to understand the give and take of life and where you're getting it from and what it is and, you know, all that balancing. You can't just kill all the time. You can't just fucking, like, it's just, you know what I mean? Yes. For me, all those little metaphors are that that thing we were talking about earlier where, you know, you, you're making the efforts to put these things in place. It all, it, for, for me, it's like, oh, man, this is philosophical rabbit hole. But the car is a human body. A tree is a human body. Like all these things, you know, every different part that makes up your roots and your branches and your fucking leaves and the flowers that come and or your wheels being your limbs and your motor being your, you know, the brain and the fucking transmission being your heart and the oils of blood and all those things. That's that's for me is like where you need to be with all your stuff. Like Yes. I'm, yes. I'm not educated in the way to explain this scientifically but I know what I mean. Like it's like if people start understanding you can't just have, have, have all the time. You can't just take shit, take shit, take shit and not give back. You can't expect a reward out of no work. Right. You've got to fucking work. Like that's when we talk about the social media thing, which we've done a million times in the last few podcasts, it's, it's a thing where people are just so fucking entitled to have what they need right now. Yes. And, you, and if you don't have the discipline to recognise that and change that thing about you, we are – we're fucked like we're like we're more fucked we're, that, that's what's happening now that's what's happening what i'm saying right now is what's happening with humans across the world now mm. in developed nations that are pretty much running the planet in yep. running the planet and running the planet into the ground yes it's yeah, like yeah. that thing where there's no awareness there's no daily awareness of okay i need to take these measures now like do, fucking take the measures dude like don't do that thing now you don't need that thing now like just fucking stop right pull your head in like this you know, this is... We, we are not in the practice of stopping, men. No, we, we ne- need to be. That's what... Well, and this is what's fucked too and so scary is that we're not in the practice of developing insight either because on the dead moments where we used to have dead moments like waiting for a bus, riding a train, we are consuming information. Like I, I have been walking and I like, like listening to my iPod so I can listen to music, taking it with me or my phone. And lately, because I'm trying to write jokes, I just... Don't bring anything with me anymore. I, and I, I miss music because I used to really enjoy walking mm. and like really listening to a nice song or whatever or an album. But now it's like I just go and allow my thoughts to be my company mm-hmm. and uh, watch them as they appear, see what's happening with it. Sometimes I f- if I find it's a good one and I need to mull it over and work on an idea. And then I like the amount of shit that comes into my head from a half an hour walk that I would never otherwise have occurred to me is so that that's so powerful. And I realize like all the time that I'm sitting in my bed waiting for something scrolling through social media, I'm missing insight. Hmm. I'm not developing ideas in that moment. I'm consuming bullshit and I'm not developing ideas. And so anytime I have a silent moment while I'm sitting and waiting for something instead of my first instinct to just be like, "Well, what's happening on my telephone?" It's just sit. Hmm. Absorb whatever, you know, breathe. Yeah. yeah. And there's something really nice about that because it's like, uh, 
it's just like stopping and stretching every once in a while, you mm. know? Like my brain needs a little stop, stretch. Yeah, and we need that stop. Like when that's the thing. Like, Because how many times have you seen that? Like when you go anywhere in public, like anytime a person isn't actively engaging with another person, they're on their phone. Oh, man, it's fu- it's, it's fucking does, scary does to me. me. Like, yeah, like nobody it's, it's, it's is all, here. It's all stuff. Like it's not... I'm not free of it. Like I, like I. This is this is what I'm saying. Like I, mm. I just like any human, am flawed till the end of my existence. What you're not a god. <laughs> we. Like, <laughs> I'm like the, the not even the beginning of a pimple on. <laughs> fucking. Anyway, what I was saying is like, if I don't make the efforts, and if you don't make the efforts, and if everyone doesn't make the efforts, that's what we are, right. and that and that's what that's you know like I. I try and lead by some kind of example. I think for the most part, most people don't give a shit. Like my friends around me, it's like, yeah, I see you, mate, but here's my phone. You know, it's yeah. whatever. But I don't know. Maybe people are making efforts. Maybe they. Maybe their efforts well, aren't. aren't uh, like it, 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 oh. It's your, but it's your knowing, your internal knowing. It's the same thing we were talking about with music at the very start. Mm. I want people to experience more of my art. I do. Mm. I want them to experience it because I want to know that I'm making a connection somehow. But on the same token... I also will not sacrifice what I'm trying to do for the sake of getting more people to listen to it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like yeah. th- there's an internal knowing about you doing the right thing for yourself. Yeah. Then on the other side of that is you having to experience the other world, the outside mm. world. I have a thing that I know, and stand-up is so fucking good for this. I have a thing I know I'm trying to say, and I have to spend a lot of time and energy figuring out how to say that the best way I know how to say it. Then... I say it to other people. Mm. I only know if I'm saying it the right way or not based on their reaction. I have to I appreciate that this is a give and take. I can't take their reaction completely and go, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. They didn't get it. I just have to go, okay, whatever is happening inside my head isn't resonating with this group of people. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means either I need to change the way I'm saying it. These people didn't get it that night. You know what I mean? There's like a billion different variables on why that may or may not be working. Mm. But the good news is, is that this is a growing process like everything else it's Mm. like i have an internal world that manifests itself and i spend time and energy trying to make it as clear as possible then i have an external world that i get to test it out on then i come back to the internal world and back to the external Mm. world there's this constant experience of being involved in doing the best you can while then presenting that thing to the outside world then coming back and doing the best you can you know what i mean Mm. That's why your music is good. That's why your band is good. That's why like you guys work well as a show together because each one individually is its own piece. Mm. And then as a unit, you make something mm. organic at that mm. moment. I fucking love watching your band. <laughs> Jeez, man. It's so good. You know, it's, it's good fun. But yeah, it's a big, it's all, sometimes all of this stuff exhausts me a little bit with, with, well, we've like, been ta- like, we have like been talking f- for over an hour. Oh, I, lo- about the I, I love talking like- to you about it because it's a it's it's a really good, uh, under- like an under- we understand what's what what we're babbling on about sort of. Thing. <laughs> but I, I think um, like f- for me when I when I when I do try and explain like where I'm just at now with with things, I just want everyone to stop talking and existing kind of thing in one way, and that sounds negative, but. It's just like, it's okay, man. Like, yeah. you are supposed to end. And I think because we are where we are. Like I said, like, you know, we're in a funny time and I, I see all this, you know, I I'm going to end up saying something controversial here, but the suicide awareness, I've lost a lot of friends over the years. I've lost myself. I've mm-hmm. lost all kinds of things. 
my connection to the need for life is nowhere near as strong as it used to be and I'm okay with people dying if they don't want to be here yeah. whereas everyone else feels like and everyone needs to stay around and their significance is so much more important you know I've, I've lost people I truly love um, and will do till I die mm-hmm. until I die and I'll be one of those people but when you when you're dead you're gone you're forgotten mm-hmm. no one really cares man they try to care for a while and they do care at first because it's an emotional response to their loneliness and mm-hmm. the fact that they're going to miss out on you but for the most part you know, you got to look at it like, like if I didn't have the protocols and the rituals that I put in place, which I spoke about before, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, wow. I've had to do that. I've had to do that because I'm, I'm not happy. Like I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm not happy with where we've evolved to. And I'm not, I'm not a happy, I don't like what we are. I look around every day at what I do and what everyone else around me does and I don't like it. Mm. I just don't like what we, I don't like what we have to do. Mm. So <clears throat> my, my black, like my darkness tells me one thing and which is die like just don't be here yeah and then the other side of it is you don't have the right you're not that powerful Mm. you're Mm. not that important you're not that significant do you want to be significant mate is that what you're trying to do you know what i mean like do you want Mm. everyone to see you because they'll see you for a week and then they'll live their life they don't (laughs) care because that's what happens no one cares yeah yeah and it's a harsh thing to say but it is true you know i'm in a in a in a time and especially in australia when we live in the most fucking spoiled country on the planet which is also the reason why people can't handle it. You know, we have this major increase in, in exactly what I'm talking about. And it's sad. But asking, you know, people if they're okay is one thing. It's also validating a weakness and, and creating a space for people that kind of also need to recognise their given duty as a human being and as men. Yeah. On this planet, we're genetically shaped and moulded to nurture this planet, nurture the women, nurture the children, look after our environment, build, create mm-hmm. things. Where we are, it's our obligation to do that, and it's so hard to try and explain that to a person in a state of sadness. But you're in a state of sadness because you're not understanding the things that are around you that are wrecking you. Yeah, and when you're not understanding you're not, your you're role, you're not understanding. Well, not just your role, but you got to understand why you feel the way you do. And that's where people are going wrong, I believe, in, in the counselling of this problem at the moment where asking if you're okay is okay. That's cool. You've got support network, sweet, happy for you. Doesn't change anything. Like you feel this way because you're spoiled. You've got too much and you can't cope with a problem when it comes anymore because the survival instinct has been stomped out of you because you're not really surviving anymore. Right, Every, yeah, everything no is catered for you. Everything yes. is being done for you. Yeah. So within, well, they, they, within that, of all, the, all of the small things are complicated. Mm. You know, they become so much more complicated and we're looking at things that we never used to have to look at, which, you know, in a time when men kind of relied on simple strength and it was okay to not really speak about things because you survived and it was all good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not okay anymore. Mm. You, 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 I don't, I'm, personally, I'm not that person. Like I will never chat about my problems until after, otherwise I'm going to kill myself and that's mm. it. I can't promise anyone that. I'm just not that sort of person. For other people, like, sweet, if it works, that's good. Um, I think if I make the effort and I think if other people understood things maybe a little bit better and, and, and if there was better platforms out there to not just create a space for people to talk shit but actually p- provide solutions and, you know, looked at each case a little bit more closely on a personal level and if people were a little bit more honest about where we are as, as humans and a little bit more, a little bit more critical yeah. and less emotionally reckless, I think, 
we'd have a better understanding of, of what answers to provide for these people that are in those yeah. situations. I'm one of those people. Like I live in that time. I live in that, that place all the time. Sure. It's a hard one. So I, I don't, don't ever come at me, anybody, and try and tell me, oh, you don't understand because I fucking understand. <laughs> I live there and I've lost the same people like me around me. Mm. It happens every day, you know, mm. in some way. So well, they, it's not like I'm, I'm not being that harsh person that's going, you know, don't be a fucking sook, harden up. It's not about that. But no. it's about creating a different understanding and not validating that space and that weakness because it's not right. You do have an obligation as a man. You do have an obligation as a human. You do. You can't just take you. Well, this own, is what Jung was know. talking about, man. And Nietzsche was mm. the same. They, and there's mm. a great little thing that I put up the video of this in my last podcast. I was talking about it in the last one is that you, when you have that disconnection to your meaning, your role, more or less, whatever that is, your um, experience of uh, self that's outside of the stories inside your head, you know, your, your experience of being and your connection to that experience of being is what drives your behavior. That's what th- should be the thing that drives your behavior right now. Yes, we are put so much energy and time into stories. Mm. Are you okay? Oh, I think so. I am, but maybe I feel a little bit like this, like that, all that voice and nonsense and sound is coming from your head, not coming from anywhere else mm. where we should be living from is somewhere totally different. And you're, I agree with you in some ways like that. I don't really understand it on the same level that you do, but I think it's important to open up the conversation, but I think you are 100% right that the conversation being had is probably the wrong one. Yeah, it is. Well, it is. Because it's, that is an it, easier solution. It's beautiful solution. and it's a nice sentiment. And yes, like, it's I, like I, putting a fucking, um, when the plebiscite was on, mm. we put a rainbow-colored flag on our Facebook profile pictures. Yeah, That's yeah. what we're doing here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're doing the easy thing that yeah. appears to be good, Mm-hmm. And I appreciate, like, uh, good, do the easy thing that appears to be good because it's better than not doing nothing, uh, doing anything, whatever, I guess, maybe, I don't know. But the thing is, like, this problem that we're facing is large and it's going to take a lot of sacrifice on a lot of people's behalves, like, to not have the shit that we have here because people are dying because of it. You know what I mean? Like, when mm-hmm. we actually look at the whole situation of us as a culture and a society, there is so much change that needs to happen that yeah. nobody wants to look at what the course problem of society is because that's a fucking mare. Like that is a huge Well, that's 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 the thing though. That's and exactly that is what the I'm thing. About. You're it's right. Like, you know, we have it, to it, not be weak. We have to actually look at and it. And it, it goes so this can go so deep too. For me personally, this whole thing can go so deep because I don't have that same love and connection to humanity that mm. a lot of people want to have anymore. Like and it's not even any more thing. I think I've always had the same thing. It's like we are we're disposable. We don't matter. We really don't. We think we do because we're born to, because we're supposed to provide and nurture, but we don't. We destroy. We create and we destroy. We destroy what we create and we cre- and we destroy what's been created for us. Mm. We're not supposed to do that. Our existence, as I said about turning the taps off through time, our existence was not supposed to do that. That was not the path, but that was taken centuries ago. Mm. And that's the path we've been on forever. There's a small element of, of, of humans and there's, there's an essence within us that wants us to survive, but no one's pre- prepared to, ta- to make the true... No one in developed nations at least are prepared to take the true sacrifices or make the true sacrifices to truly do that. Yeah. You know, you're going to go and live in the hills? Like, you, what, you know, how, what, what, what creature, do you think, do you what, what creature comfort don't you want? Yeah, you know like is I mean? it because like, we've gone too far in this direction? Well, we've gone too far in ways, but like it, this is a hard... Again, this is a hard one for me because one part of you wants everyone to stop talking mm-hmm. and just die. <laughs> the, other, yeah. the other part of me just wants to answer all the questions but you don't want to hear them no one wants to hear them 
And this, this is where, like, when you talk about me having any element of wisdom, that's where it sits. Like, I, I have conversations with people every day that don't even know this stuff about me and I sit there listening to them talk. And I could literally crush their fucking souls in a conversation. But I'm not here to do that, man. Like, I, I need to maintain a happiness. I need, to, I need to try and spread some kind of what we call love between the people that, that I am supposed to matter to and that matter to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, so... But I'm all about the truth. Like I'm all about what it is, and we are nothing, man. We like we we are the we are the things that got given a chance, and people are still still making efforts. So my mom, beautiful wife, makes an effort every day, yeah. you know. But she's yeah. still a fucking consumer, like everybody else. She's still a victim of the same shit. Yeah. But I know very few people that actually pull off and does what she does every day. The love she puts into her, you know, her the natural side of her life. People mm-hmm. don't see that about her. They just see her pulling duck faces on the fucking Instagram. And, <laughs> Looking like the hottest thing ever, <laughs> but don't see that about it. So it's, for me, it's like you know, I, I observe, pe- I love people that face adversity, and and like I had a session with a mate this morning that's just had one of the most amazing twenty odd years. I won't mention his name because he's a pretty well known dude, but I trained him this morning to try and you know get him into a, another state of health. I love this guy so much. His brain's incredible. He's mm. just a, I've known him for twenty years, and he's he's an amazing dude. And he had a really big health trial for a long time and he just had a breakthrough in the last year where he's got what he needed to keep doing his thing right and now he's on this lease of life where he's you know he's he's, he's gone back to uni and he's studying nutrition and being, being a dietitian and understanding the human body and anatomy and all these things and i've i trained him this morning in this way that he probably hasn't come across before and just seeing him vibe on it and yeah He's never done anything like this before sort of thing and it was it was really cool. Like, well, and that's again back and, to that simplicity, like to take it back to the very yeah. start of what you were talking about. It's like there is sure the blackness is heavy, man. It's, it's make, huge. Make an effort as well. Yeah. But those little things, mm. and this is what Viktor Frankl talked about in that book, Man's Search for Meaning. It was about him being in a concentration camp and how people survived and, and what he f- discovered in mm. the trials of human existence. And it was like that little thing of hope, those little moments of mm. beauty you start stacking those things together and like if you look for the black you'll feel the black you'll yeah. see the black that's all you'll see the thing i'm careful look... of with this thing i'm sorry to butt in on you though just what you're talking about and this is where the bleeding hearts get onto this topic right no like but we're so much more than this and and like i'm beautiful like this no, it's like, no, no, no. It's it's and not that's that, where it's, man. That's where it's the tap needs that. to be turned off. Yes, it's not that because you're right. That's a commodification of this thing. And this, even putting it into language, and this is something I mm. think that you and I probably, and we've talked about this before, but like it. we experience this in our own world. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that's so almost impossible to articulate. It's being in harmony with somebody else. And the second you bring attention to it, and try to say it, yeah, it fucks yeah, out, it's 100%. gone. So that's what I'm talking about. What <clears throat> you experienced this morning, what you're trying to tell me in a story, mm. is that thing. Mm. But when I try and relate it back to you, it comes back in a corny, cheesy version. And it's, but that's the thing. That's mm. what makes you have life. That's what you're, that's the core thing that drives you, mm-hmm. is those little moments. And it is fucking gross to hear somebody talk about it and be like, just look for the beauty in life. And like, there's beauty. And it's like, <laughs> no, go fuck yourself. But yeah. but I am doing that thing. Yeah. Every minute of my life, when I wake up in the morning, and I, I, this guy put it fucking beautifully yesterday, was like, that thing is death. Mm. 
the thing that wakes, so what I realized in that moment when he said like, what you're feeling, that's death. Like that's the everything. Yeah. That's the disillusion of you eventually. And it's like, yeah, the thing that wakes me up every day and keeps me alive is my wanting to experience death. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm trying. That's, that's the thing. Yes. That's the essence of it. And that's probably the only, that's the wisdom. That's the thing mm. that drives all of it. It's like, I'm okay with it. You know, like, like anybody else when it comes and it's happened before, I have a survival instinct. I'll fight my way through anything. Mm. I'll do my best to come out trumps. And if I don't, it's a lesson learned from it. Mm. But I think it's okay to be dead. It's okay to not be important. It's okay. Like, then this is, this is the thing with all these conversations, especially where we've gotten to pertaining to, you know, the health of our mental condition now in the most spoiled, amazing country on the planet. Mm. Um, it's, it's okay to not be important. Yes. You're just not that important. Right. You really aren't. You've got a big mouth. You've, yeah. got, a, you've, you've got a brain. Not you specifically. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> but as a human, you don't really you, – you, what matters is what you do. You don't matter. The fucking sun doesn't care about you. The earth doesn't care about you. We care about the sun. We care about the earth. Well, you fucking should. Mm. We care about the ocean will drown you. Mm. The fires will burn you. Like they don't give a fuck who you are. And that's mm. why we lose and then we cry. Yeah. Like it's like if you understood more things about things, then you wouldn't want to just take what's so amazing in the simplest way. Right. Like even I've just been blown out just off topic just the last two weeks with this bushfire, up this end of the coast, shit's burning. My end of the coast down here, the sun's looked has looked the be- has looked the best it's ever looked yeah. every single day for hours. Yeah, red. So you got absolute trauma here, resulting in absolute beauty down here. Not fucking you know, yeah, a hundred k's away sort of thing. Those kind of contrasts in life. Uh, you're down here looking at the beauty, going fuck. I hope those people are okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a it's a wild, the wild sort of setup, but yeah, you know, the understanding of death drives or the mis or the non understanding, you know, the the fact that we don't, or generally speaking, we don't is the reason we have conflicting religions, and we have needs for faiths like that, mm. and we have these debilitating fucking conditions that exist every day that we live because we don't understand why we're not important. And if we did, we'd be so much more important. Yeah. <laughs> well, we would just be. We'd just be doing the right thing, yeah. which is important. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Hectic. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're fucking spot on, man. That, I feel like that is a nice, we've talked for an hour and a half. See, we do it well. We do we it do well. We do a good job. I love talking to you, man. That was so... Thank you so much for coming. That was exactly what I needed today. It helped me get on the fucking head. Um, I'll send you an invoice. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually asked somebody, like, because I wanted to talk to a sex therapist, like, who actually specializes in weird kink shit, because I wanted to ask him that exact question, like, is kink shit... Oh, what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, before, like, is kink like sort of leading to an addiction i wanted to know like an expert's perspective on what is the psychological ramifications of having kinks and doing weirder and weirder shit or whatever and uh 
she wrote me back, how much will I be paid for this? Yeah. I was like, oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, someday, eventually, maybe I'll be able to pay people. Oh, well, that, that's that's now. a whole other topic, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. like, again, it comes back to that respect and control thing. Mm. It's like how, how far down the rabbit hole do you go? You know what I mean? Oh, and what do you need? What abstinence do you need to create for yourself to get that thing back that you think you've lost, which creates the need for you to go further down the rabbit hole that you don't actually need to go down? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. That's all. That's all relative. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, yeah. In in closing, with what I was talking about, though, I am finding um, the strength and the time at the moment to put some stuff together, which I'll hopefully be. Oh, cool! I've got a bunch of stuff that I'm in the middle of. That that is, you know, um, driven by this the basis of what we've talked about today, and trying to help people the best cool, I, the man. best way I can. I got to find a way of delivering my um, brutal approach to people, um, so it does actually work to better the situations. Um, I know I've got the answers to so many problems, and I know firsthand because I have have a lot of success cases around me with friends and and people that are close to me a, a, as a mentor. Yeah, um, I've just got to find a way of you know delivering these things but when it when it it's not far away but cool. um it'll, things will be available to ask questions and website create platforms yeah something like that yeah cool and, and even write specific um you know programs or protocols for people that are having troubles like tailored specifically for those people um i just got to create the space to do it for myself because it's pretty taxing cool man um, that's a fucking great idea yeah that's a hard one well, it's a hard one because I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to dig exist. through it as well, you know, I'm just trying <laughs> yeah. to exist and it's like, yeah, people need some help but people need more, people need probably more awareness than they do help. Yeah. Or, yes. more, or more reminding, you know. Guiding. And yeah, like I think I think reminding and remembering and it's hard in this time because a lot of people that exist now in younger years didn't experience the things they needed to see how things were supposed to be in a way. Mm. Except some of the older generations were lucky enough to be dragged through it. But um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, an appreciation. Mm. 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 Um, And so if people want to find out more information about you or what you're doing, Mm. um, would you put it on your social media stuff, do you think? Yeah, it's it's all sitting there waiting to go. I've just got to finalise some stuff. But there is a website and it'll, 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 you know, the point of contact will be through social media in some form, but I don't. I've got a. I'm I'm in the mind at the moment because I don't like social media at all. Yeah. I do. I am involved in it because I have a band, and that's the way we kind of do things now. But as I get older, I'm going to be moving further from it. Yeah. Um, this, I feel like in this day and age, the the happiest medium that I can sort of come up with is having a like a a, a contact point through a website of some sort. Yep, like they can join a mailing which list. Which I do have. Yeah, and do, even just creating like vlogs and. Yeah. And blogs where people can sort of read and I can update stuff. Well, I just don't think it's healthy for people to be absorbed in social media as their main source of contact and di- information yeah, it's digestion it's all day every day. So well, I, I, um, I need to be able to represent that to to represent it sort of thing. Yeah, get out of it. Get out of that little matrix. Mm-hmm. Well, then uh, I suppose then if anyone is listening to this that is interested in talking to you or working mm-hmm. with you or looking at more of the shit that you're producing, then they can just write me an email yeah, and I sure. will put you in a list and send you all to you when you've got the website yep. so that you can add them to a mailing list yep. or whatever. No cool. worries. And happy um, to help. Even, even if people are, you know, 
not everyone likes what I say because it's pretty abrasive, but, you know, um, if there's people that are having any kind of troubles that need an honest way around things and, and are prepared to, to, to muster up some strength to have a proper crack, you know, I'm, um, I'm always available for some kind of chat mm. and happy to, happy to put some time aside and stuff. Um, again, just just be warned. I'm, I'm I'm not good with excuses and 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 how how I can't. Yeah, I will provide you with the tools and the, and and the strength and the, and the and the the mindset or the platform for a mindset to be able to to look at things a bit more honestly. That things can be confrontational. And I think people need to be aware of those those elements. Mm. That's how it is now. That's just the way it goes. We live in a special time though, and there's so many things to appreciate it in heaps of ways too. But yeah, it's only for a blink of an eye. It yeah. really is. And that's the most important thing to know. It really is that unimportant. And if, if if you are gonna, you know, look at your life as disposable, it's it's there's not there's not much I can profess to do about it at all. Because like, mm. I I I feel you. But at the same time, you know, you can't do that. Like it's you know, it's one of those things where you need to need to find a ways of communication to first point. Then yeah, are you okay? Lifeline, Beyond mm. Blue, all those people are there for that. If there's solutions that you're after and, and actual explanations as to why you feel the way you do and, and protocols to put in place to get around those problems genuinely because, you know, you're concerned or you have loved ones that rely on you and things like that, then I'm 100% there to – I'll take, you know, take that stuff up with anyone that needs it. Good shit, man. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, necessary. Mm. All right. So good seeing you. You too, man. That was Lucas Stone. For more information about him, uh, please do, If, like we said at the end, if you are want to get in contact with him and become possibly a part or get more information about what he's working on, just send me an email at uh, lorna at lornabremner.com or you just go to my website and click on the contact page. Uh, send me an email through and we will. Uh, I will send all of your information, questions, and queries onto Lucas so that you can go into his database when he gets that started. Thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast, and I will talk to you again next week.